Hi, I'm Teresa. And I'm Ben. And we are the The Hindsight Hindsight Hikers. Hikers. This is a podcast where we talk about our trips and travels, the highs and lows, and everything in between. We also talk about our coulda, shoulda, woulda moments in hopes to help you hike with hindsight in mind. Right, we are back. We are still out in the wonderful state of Arizona exploring and just loving every place that we've been. Let me tell you, it's a good day. We found a donut shop that's giving away free donuts to celebrate their grand opening. So I just had a free donut this morning. My tummy's feeling good. Don't worry, this is like the fifth day (laughs) of them giving out free donuts and Ben has gone every (laughs) single day. They're so good. (laughs) (laughs) They are really good. We really enjoy it. Um, But we are not here to talk about donuts. That would be fun, though. We should do a whole episode on donuts. <laughs> Maybe someday. <laughs> oh, man. No, we're here to talk about another national park that we visited on the way out here. Today, we're going to be talking about Great Basin National Park. Where is that located, Teresa? Great Basin is on the border of Nevada and Utah, kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's probably like the only thing in Nevada aside from Las Vegas and Reno and Carson City. Yes, and I uh, was not looking forward to this park, but actually I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it too. It w- it it kind of surprised me. So actually, our adventure here started before we even got to the park. Um, we hit the Bonneville Salt Flats in Utah, which... It's actually like three hours from the park, but it, it's like one of two ways to get to the park. You wind up driving past these salt flats. Yeah, so the Bonneville Salt Flats is only like 45 minutes outside of, maybe an hour, outside of Salt Lake City. And there was two driving routes that we could have taken to get down to the Great Basin. Um, and one of them went through the salt flats, so we decided to go check it out, and it was really cool. I would 10 out of 10 recommend checking it out. It was so bizarre. You guys, Teresa was so pumped. Like, <laughs> She just couldn't stop talking about it. Even like the next day, she was like, so those salt flats, huh? <laughs> I know it sounds lame, but it was really beautiful. It was just, we're from Wisconsin, so obviously we're used to a bunch of snow. So it was kind of like that, where it just looked like this field of snow or ice, except it was 100 degrees out and it was salt. And then there's these awesome mountains behind it. And then we drove Coco out onto the salt flat raceway and got it up to speed. <laughs> yes, there's also a raceway back there. We didn't quite make our way back there, but we heard that they do really cool races and people can go really fast. It sounds like a, like a good time. Yeah, they break speed records. We did not break speed record with Coco, but it kind of felt like going out on Bagel with ice. You were just driving out onto it. So it was kind of fun. (laughs) So that was the last thing that we hit before we went to Great Basin. So we actually spent the night not too far outside of the park at a place called Sacramento Pass. And that was BLM land. So it was a free campsite and it was really nice. It had picnic tables and it had restrooms and it was free, which is what we love. This was kind of our first taste of being out west. I remember, I think this is the first spot we saw lizards and that kind of stuff. So it was a, a real nice area. So we ate breakfast and then we headed into the park. Um, so we entered through the town of Baker. I guess that's kind of like the gateway city. It's very small. Um, 
And then we headed over to Wheeler Peak Scenic Drive. And this was a really fun drive. Yes, it was kind of going up this mountain. And it was really like it had really cool vistas, a really good overlook. And it was just so like green and foresty. Like uh, a lot of the other parts of Nevada is very desertous. But this was just beautiful. It It was definitely a forest and it was full of wildlife we saw a ton of wildlife while we were driving and on some of the hikes that we did so we got up to the top of wheeler peak and that's where we started our first hike so we did the alpine lake loop um see we went past stella lake and Teresa lake except for it was out in age that's okay i'll accept it i've never been to a lake named Teresa. i was pumped (laughs) So this this trail was nice. I think it was maybe three miles. It wasn't very long. Um, not that much elevation gain. But we saw a lot of wildlife here. Um, we saw a whole family of turkeys, little little baby turkeys, little poults. Yes, Ben went running after them. He was so excited to see turkeys. And they weren't afraid of us. I got so close to them. And then later down on the trail, uh, we saw some... I think they were mule deer. It was hard to tell because they were a little further away, but they had like the velvet antlers and I tried sneaking up on them and the turkeys were right next to them. Yes, it was very peaceful. There wasn't a lot of people at this park, so I felt like we had it to ourselves. All the hikes that we did we did in the park was pretty much on our own. We didn't have a lot of noisy neighbors. So at the end of the loop, we headed south on... Uh, I don't remember the name of the trail, but it it's a trail that glows, goes to the glacier, which I guess this was the only glacier in Nevada, so that was kind of a big deal. It wasn't very big. Um, but so we kind of stopped early on that trail and entered the Bristlecone Pine Grove. Yes, Ben obviously loves trees, so he was really pumped to see these old trees that are a very special tree because of reasons that Ben knows. They only grow in certain elevations and certain spots so there's not many of these groves left um, and they get to be super old. Like I think there was a tree in that area that was like around 4,000 years old. They like survive fires, they survive the crazy like years of freezing freezing ice and all of the elements their bark was just like super tough Uh, they don't get very tall but they definitely have a distinct look so that was fun trying to pick out the bristle cones on the hike back i think every bristle cone tree that ben saw he took a picture of (laughs) (laughs) they're a very pretty tree to take pictures of they're very picturesque Teresa, on the other hand, was obsessed with the rocks at this park. I look back and she was always carrying a new rock that she liked. Yeah, I can't deny that. That was kind of weird. We even like passed a ranger and I like hit a rock because I wasn't sure if you're allowed to take the rocks or not. But it's a rock. It was really small too, like smaller than my fist. I don't know. But they weren't all small. Sometimes I look back and she's carrying like a bigger rock. Teresa, what are you doing? Oh, it's just so pretty. Maybe explain why it was pretty. I don't know. I just <laughs> enjoyed the look of them. <laughs> I thought it would be a nice souvenir. So great trees, great wildlife, great rocks. This park already has a lot going for it. What else does it have, Teresa? 
Well, Ben, let me tell you, it has the Lehman Caves, which unfortunately were closed due to COVID while we were there. So we did not get to experience these caves. But if you ever go to this park, definitely check them out because they sounded really cool. A couple of the other things that we looked at this park, um, they had some high clearance four-wheel drive roads that went to like a natural arch and more bristlecone pines. Um, So I think that'd be cool to check out. And then they also had Wheeler Peak, which I think was the tallest peak in Nevada. Possibly. It was 13,000 feet. But they had a trail that went all the way up to the top of it. Um, And we were really close to doing it. And we just decided to save our legs for the El Cap hike. So if we go back, we'd like to do that hike. All right, so that wraps up our experience at Great Basin. So there was one other thing that we wanted to do that we thought would be fun um, and maybe just give our listeners a better idea of who me and Ben are as people. (laughs) I don't know if I would say that. I think we're generally nice people. We just were thinking, let's show, you know, like the Instagram versus reality, kind of just be vulnerable and share Maybe some not nice trail moments. Yes, vulnerability happening right here, people. (laughs) So we thought it'd be fun to go through and talk about our five biggest fights or moments of frustration while on the trail. Yes, because even though traveling is very fun, um, being that close to one person for a long period of time can uh, create some tension and so we were just discussing lately like oh what are some of like the biggest fights that we've gotten in so we thought we would share them so ben why don't you start what's number one uh so these are in no particular order um but during our utah trip um we this was maybe the fourth or fifth day um we were going to capitol reef um so we had been doing just hard hiking up to this point and we kind of got into the park and just kind of hit a wall and Teresa was very, very tired. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And I was being a little like over and over ambitious. Uh, yeah, that's the word. And just wanting to do all these hikes. And so I was like, all right, Teresa, now we're going to do this hike. And I don't even remember the name of it. Um, but Teresa like refused to budge. I was just so done. And I told him he could go do the hike himself. I was just done. I needed to rest. <laughs> and I, tr- I kept prodding her and like, <laughs> bad idea. Eventually she just like said, go do the hike right now. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, that day was full of emotions. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this may be one of the only hikes that I have hiked alone on a trip. (laughs) Teresa stayed in the car and I went and did this hike and it was a nice hike. Um, And by the time I got back, Teresa was calmed down a little bit and we went on with our day. Yes. (laughs) Oh man. You know, when you're tired, you can do crazy things. (laughs) Um, Okay. Number two, this also occurred in Utah. We were, uh, just had gotten up into Utah and we were at Lake Powell and we found a really cool BLM campsite right across from Lake Powell. And so this was back when we were driving our RAV4 
and we pulled in and we were going to set up a tent for the night, but it was really windy out and everything was rock. So in Utah, it's really hard to find campsites that you can actually like pound your stakes in. And we had never experienced that before. <laughs> and so Ben is like, he gets out our tent and tries pounding the stakes into the rock and it like bends our stakes and the it's windy so our tent is flying away and Ben is just like mad. <laughs> I know some of you may be surprised that Ben gets mad but he was so upset because he was just flustered that this tent wasn't going in and how are we going to sleep? The sun was already going down. It was frustrating. I I had never been beat like that before with setting up a tent and I would get one side fastened down and I'd try to go to the other and then the wind would blow it. And then we were also trying to get supper ready and the, how, like our fire kept going out on our Coleman stove. And it was just, I was so frustrated. I think you also ripped the tent. Yes. Which made him so much more mad. And I bent like three tent stakes. I was so mad. I think finally I just stormed off. I think I just <laughs> was like, done with it i threw the tent in the back of the car and just climbed up the little bit of a mountain that was there yeah we ended up sleeping in the car that night <laughs> that's how that ended but it was a really beautiful area so we just kind of went on a walk and took a breather and enjoyed the sunset and then just slept in the car <laughs> yeah i think we learned a good lesson here of like when you get so frustrated like that just take a second breathe i mean we looked around and it was a gorgeous sunset and we could look over and see Lake Powell and just be like hey we're in Utah like life's gonna be all right we can sleep in the car <laughs> so that was that was another one um <laughs> number three this is one of my favorites so we were doing a quick trip over to Black Canyon of the Gunnarsons and it was beautiful it was really cool you kind of skirted along the edge of the canyon cliff and there were different points you can go and look out and we were just having such a good time and there was one other park we wanted section of the park that we wanted to check out and it was like this winding road that drove down the canyon to the the river that was running through it um, and it looked like there were some cool hikes here and you could kind of drive along the canyon for a ways and so I was so pumped I was like so into this and we got almost all the way down and then the dreaded gas light came on <laughs> Oh my gosh. And all in my head, all I was imagining was us running out of gas in the bottom of this canyon, totally by ourselves with no cell phone service. And in my opinion, I knew that, okay, when that light goes on, we have this much space, you know, this many miles left before we actually are empty. So I was like, Teresa, we're already at the bottom of the canyon. Let's just enjoy it. We'll maybe drive a little bit along the shore and and just enjoy our time and then we'll drive back up and get gas but that was not on Teresa's mind this is a classic Ben Lee belt right here he's always trying to push it and he's like oh we always have a couple more miles but I have personally run out of gas with him in a car multiple times no, one and time. it's not fun you guys when you're just <laughs> stranded and you have nothing like how I oh I don't even know but he loves to do this he loves to wait until the gas light comes on and then he's like oh yeah we're probably about 26 miles from the next gas station like okay <laughs> yeah I guess Teresa had a point like we were down 
in a canyon. So like that burns a lot of gas driving up out of it. Uh, but let me just tell you the you could like cut through the anxiety that was in the air in that car ride coming up the canyon wall. Like it was just like don't say a word, just like turn off the AC, turn off anything that would like waste gas. Like we've got to get there to the next gas station, and it like <laughs> instantly took this trip from like oh this is a beautiful canyon to like we are gonna die. And it's either because we're going to be stranded or I'm going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know who was more mad, me that we were going (laughs) to run out of gas or Ben that I made us leave the canyon and he didn't get to explore anymore. (laughs) There was so much going on in that situation. (laughs) So we did. We wound up making it out of the canyon into the gas station and all was well. barely we barely (laughs) made it oh man okay so number four this one just recently happened on our trip to yosemite uh we summited the top of el cap and like we've talked about the summit is kind of weird because it's just a a sheer granite and the last uh fourth of a mile or so goes kind of downhill to the edge And so I obviously wanted to go to the edge. And so we're getting closer and closer. And Ben starts just freaking out at me. Well, if you looked at a picture of the top of El Cap, it's not like a nice crisp edge where you can, it's a flat ground to the edge. It like slowly, the angle starts increasing and increasing. And it gets to the point where it's maybe like a 45 degree angle on slick granite. And Teresa's like trying to walk down this. It was not 45 degrees. It was okay. And so I just, one teeny slip. I didn't even like move. It was just like my foot slipped out from under me. So a slip. And Ben just lost his brains. And he was like, we're done. We're done. You're not going any closer. This is as close as you're going to get. And we were still probably like, I don't know, 200 yards from the the cliff, from the drop-off. Teresa just didn't understand it. And I tried telling her, like, just put yourself in my shoes and watch the love of your life just slide over this canyon wall. Like, no, that's not worth it. <laughs> We're not going to do it. And she just kept saying a little closer, just just a little bit more. I was I was frustrated that he wouldn't let me get closer. I was like sitting there and you know that feeling when you're just like, urge to do something like wow I just want to go look over the edge so bad but I know Ben would get so mad at me and so I was just kind of sitting there pouting and Ben was sitting there mad because this was already closer than he wanted to get (laughs) looking back we actually watched free solo and the spot that she wanted to go down to was like the exact spot where Alex came up onto the top of El Cap so I guess that would have been kind of cool but also that's scary like that's the edge (laughs) So we compromised and Teresa got to go way further than I thought she should have gone. We came back and regrouped. So that ended well. Okay. And so number five, um, (laughs) this was on our way back from Alaska, um, which I'm actually surprised there weren't more fights in Alaska. We put on 10,000 miles and we're in the car just for forever. Um, But so we were headed back and... We, we both have racked our brains trying to remember what we were fighting about. We think it was either like finances or like what we were going to do, like 
life-wise when we got home, what the plan was. Anyways, there was a big argument, and Teresa got mad at me. Um, and so I was just so fed up. I, like, pulled the car over, like, off the highway, down this kind of dirt country road in the middle of Nebraska, and stopped, got out of the car, walked a little ways, and just laid down on the ground. It was so funny, but I was trying not to laugh because we were in the middle of this fight, but Ben just gets out of the car and just, like, lays down in this field, and so I walk out there, and I'm like, what's going on? How are you doing? He was like, just leave me here. (laughs) (laughs) Leave without me. Go on without me. I'll be fine. I'll just stay here, and I was like, are you serious? (laughs) And at that time... All of a sudden, coming through the cornfield was this cow. <laughs> Let's out a little moo. <laughs> yes, a cow is coming straight for him. And I was like, Ben, get up. Come back into the van. Like, we got to go. Oh, I don't man. know what you're doing right now. <laughs> I had hit such a low. It was just, go on without me. I'm just going to stay. <laughs> when you're in a vehicle... It's hard because, like, when you fight in normal life, you can kind of, like, storm off. (laughs) But, like, when you're in a vehicle, you can't do that. And so either you just have to sit, you know, like, three feet away from this other person and just pretend like they're not there. Or you can do what Ben does and just pull over and go (laughs) lay in a field. (laughs) The cow listened to me. (laughs) No. Yeah, so those are some of our fights. Uh, Just being real with you guys. We fight. Traveling can be stressful. But our hindsight for that would be really looking back. We, you know, we can't even remember sometimes what we were fighting about. But normally it's something about money or being tired or being hungry. Yeah, it turns out food is really a great fixer for these problems. Yes, I wish we would have learned this sooner. Like, if you ever get in a fight, just buy your wife some ice cream sandwiches. (laughs) Yeah, or just go to Taco Bell and your life will be better. (laughs) It works. Oh, my goodness. It's so great. Like, hunger probably was behind all of these fights. We were probably just starving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... Yeah, that's a little bit of realness. Um, Obviously, we have a lot of fun hiking together and traveling together, and we love each other dearly, but we still fight sometimes. And that's okay. But, you know, forgiveness and moving on, also very important. (laughs) So thanks for joining us today. Remember, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, leave us a comment, Uh, We love hearing from you guys or feel free to email us at hindsighthikers at gmail.com or hit us up on the Instagram. Yeah, or you could send us a fax if you like. Yes, so thanks again for listening. Um, You guys are awesome. Keep on hiking.